Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And good evening, good evening, good evening. And you know what time it is. You see my face. You know where we're at. We are in the Bay Area. I am Richard the Razor Ewing. He is Matt None the Wiser Wise. And this is Game Face. Now, Matt, you know how I am. Before we start, I got to go to the questions. Get them. So if you're trying to figure out how to save water during the drought in California, you're on the wrong podcast. And if you're trying to figure out how to get the most money out of your recycling, you're on the wrong podcast. However, if you're looking for insight into Bay Area sports out here in the San Francisco Bay, you got your game face on. And if you're trying to get insight to sports on the national level, once again, you got your game face on. I said before, I'm Richard DeRozan Ewing. He's Matt and otherwise wise. Matt, what do we got? Man, my depression just went away. It just <laughs> lifted. The fog lifted. The cloud lifted. And and you know what? The Giants came back on the other side victorious, brother. Um, first place again, ending the month of May in first place, the San Francisco Giants. The Oakland A's ending the end of May in first place. Uh, Oakland A's manager about to pass Tony La Russa, I think, for the most wins as a Oakland A's manager. So oh. shout out to more uh, – uh, shout out to more Melman Mora for that. I mean, that's, that's a huge accomplishment. So there's a lot going on NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Right. And I'm telling you, I've been, I've been kind of tracking it, putting my money where my mouth is mm-hmm. and I'm doing it over at betonline.ag. Uh, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, all the scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. So I encourage you, head on over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So there you go. If you think you got what it takes to win, go to betonline.ag. Put your money on the Giants. Put your money on Giants. After that series with the Giants and the Dodgers, where the Dodgers just obliterated the Giants, they swept them. It wasn't pretty. Um, I was worried. And and they, you know what? They they were big boys. They put it behind them. And they faced those Dodgers again. And they put it on them. And it was beautiful to watch. So uh, head on over to betonline.ag and put your money on the Giants because they, they rolling, baby. Yeah, and I'll tell you something. We're going to switch gears here. I got to talk about the A's. And first of all, the A's are doing very playing well. And we know that from watching the A's throughout the years, it's what they do. They're always very competitive. Um, But right now, there is a dark cloud hanging over, you know, uh, Oakland, uh, Alameda County Stadium. Okay. And that dark cloud is we as fans trying to figure out what in the world is John Fisher and Dave Cavill going to do about, you know, this arena business? Because we, I'm sure you've seen, I think it was about a week and a half ago, you know, Dave Cavill was at uh, an NHL game in Vegas when the Golden Knights were playing against the Wild, I think. And he tweeted that out. And one of the biggest 
things that came to mind when he did that is I remember when I had my other radio show in San Francisco and um, I was I was getting a ride from an Uber driver and he was telling me that the A's were going to Vegas. Now, this is before, you know, any of this talk was even here. You know, he said that and he put that out there. And I was just like, wow, you know, that's that's that, 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 that's that's a big call, man. I, I just wasn't ready for something like here, something like that. But then I got to thinking about the fact the Raiders had already left. They were already in Vegas. And so I thought about it and I thought, you know what? If they bring a baseball team to Vegas, that, that Vegas is going to, it's, it's going to pump, you know? And you look at Libby Schaff, you look at the front office of, of the County of Alameda and Oakland, and you say to yourself, okay, what is taking so long? Okay, because this, this has been going on now for, it's going on for years, it's been years now. And they, they just can't seem to iron out something. It's gotten to a point now where the MLB just said, okay, look, we're tired of waiting, okay? You need to go out there and find yourself a spot. And if you can get it done, get it done, let's move on. And I'm just like, wow. And at this point, I can't really blame them. Because on one end, I want to see the A's stay here. But this has been just a reoccurring problem with the city of Oakland and with Libby Shaft. It's like when it comes time for them to get a deal done, to keep the Raiders here, they couldn't get it done. Okay, same situation now with the Warriors. Warriors had, had it, couldn't get it done. Okay, and now, now the A's. And it just makes you wonder if, in fact, this is going to be a situation where, you know, and for A's fans, I think, man, say it isn't so, man, you know? It's trending in the wrong direction. And the, the city of Oakland has is, is notoriously um, botched these, these decisions. And, and we see how it, how it trends. Uh, it trends f- to the teams leaving Oakland and going other places. Now, um, thankfully, the Warriors just kind of jumped over to the Bay on the other side. Uh, so that's, you know, that's a good thing. But, yeah, you did just lose the Raiders. And we don't know what the turnout really is going to be for Oakland Raider games. Are fans really going to travel? Is it going to be a 50, 50 split where you have traveling fans and then just fans from other teams or people visiting Las Vegas, filling the stands. We don't really know. Cause COVID kind of messed everything up to kind of gauge those numbers. So for the Oakland A's, like it, it may not, I mean, you don't know, that may not be a good landing spot. I have heard a lot of those rumors, the A's to Vegas, I would hate that. I would absolutely, absolutely hate that for the city of Oakland, um, for the Bay area. uh, I think it would just be terrible to lose, to lose the Raiders so recently. And then to just now lose the A's, I think would be a travesty for, for Oakland. Um, On the bright side, you do have Marshawn Lynn's soccer team out there uh, doing big things in Oakland. So uh, who knows, but but it, they got to figure it out. The city of Oakland's got to get it together. Like, dude, I mean, it's going to generate revenue for the city. They got to know that. I saw the plans for what they were trying to do in that area. It was beautiful. It was amazing. Um, and I and hopefully it would attract some some more uh, attention to to the city of Oakland um, specifically. So uh, please, yeah, please those, pull, it, what, pull it together. Yeah, with those plans you saw, my understanding was that they were going to build this this multiplex coliseum and they're going to they're going to title it the emerald city right so which you know i think that's great marketing it really is because you, you look and you think okay you got you got the a's 
first of all, the history of the A's in Oakland, everything they've been able to accomplish, you know, that I think they have what, make eight or nine championships. Um, so many great names have come through that organization. Um, we, we can sit here and screw them off and probably lose a lot of time. But my point being is that that multiplex that they're, that they're looking at putting together, if they can get that done, and this is where, in my opinion, Libby Schaff and company need to step up more. Gotta get it done. Gotta get it done. Yeah, yeah. Gotta push it through. Like you've been going through this for long enough. It's yeah. time. Like yeah. you got to get get on on top of it now. Yeah, because you you look at the fact that if they do get this done, okay, what this is going to do for the city of Oakland, okay? I mean, Libby Shaft is going to be bringing in so much revenue because it's going to be a billion dollar place. So it's not going to be you know, you know, no those small Ricky Dick Arena. This is what you're talking about. What was it? Three different sections that they were going to put together. Similar to what what the Golden State Warriors did down there in, in San Francisco, um, right there on the waterfront, is building like a little complex, a little sporting complex, a Golden State Warriors complex, restaurants, dining, you know, right stuff to buy, you know, shops, all the all the stuff going on. Like that's yeah. Think about all that revenue you're bringing into your city. Right. Like, why wouldn't you? And not only that, you think about this. Even if you lose some revenue. You will get all that revenue back over time. You, you, you're gonna you're gonna get all that revenue back and then some. I'll tell you right now, as, as much as we didn't want to see the Raiders leave, we have to admit, for a business move, okay, Mark Davis is gonna be he's gonna be printing his own money, okay. <laughs> I mean, in the long run, he is. And 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 so and 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 the thing is, if if Libby Schaff would look at it from that perspective. Then she would probably understand and see that hey, getting this 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 project off the ground is should be their number one concern for this year. Should have been their number one concern three years ago. Well, yeah, we know that too. But so we're gonna we're gonna switch gears again, and because we, we did we did talk about the Giants. Um, I was watching. We talked. We haven't talked about NBA playoff basketball. I've been watching some some fantastic basketball lately. As a matter of fact, one of the highlights I saw a couple of nights ago, Kristaps uh, Porzingis. I just this guy did a move, okay, where he just he he had the defender in front of him, and the defender did what he could to defend. I mean, the defender did a good job, in my opinion. But Kristaps Porzingis just 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 kind of looked at him like, yeah, okay, and he just went up, dude, okay, and just tapped the ball into the, and it was like one of those situations where it was something beautiful to watch because we haven't seen that in centers all that much. You know what I mean? Centers are now trying to take the three and all sorts of stuff. And it's just like, when you see that, you start to remember, you start to rekindle and you start to think to yourself, man, if we, if we can only get that out of Wiseman right now, you know what I mean? Cause it was just beautiful. He, he did this move kind of step, step and then turned and, you know, flipped it in. I was like, wow. Okay. You know what I mean? And, and it was like, there was nothing the defender could do. It was like, well, <laughs> you know, so it's definitely a lost art, like seeing a big man down low put some moves on, right? I mean, it's definitely something we don't see often where they're just feeding a guy on the block or letting a guy on the block just get some, you know, get some reps in or put a couple moves on and see what he can do against his defender. We don't see a lot. Uh, Porzingis, it's it's about time. I mean, uh, that dude was drafted super, super high by the New York Knicks and did absolutely nothing for him. Uh, then got traded to Dallas while he was injured and has done absolutely nothing for him. And they need him more than ever now. So um, 
but yeah, seeing a big man make some moves down low uh, is something that, that we, we haven't seen a lot in today's NBA. And I do see it making a comeback with guys like Embiid. And now you got a guy like Wiseman and you got a guy like uh, Anton down in Phoenix. Um, you know, so, so the, the big mans are making a comeback. So you got Zion Williamson again, who we haven't really seen much of, um, you know, but, but, what's he going to be able to do? So the big man's coming back. So that's exciting. And the Warriors got themselves a big man. That's exciting. Uh, let's see what he can do. And let's put some of those moves together. I have been hearing some good rumors about, um, about Wiseman working out with some, some old veteran big men, you know, Kevin Garnett, Garnett was a name that, that I've heard thrown around that he's been working with. So um, I, or will be working with once he gets back from his injury. So that's going to be exciting because, seeing a big man down low make some moves and then just a pretty little finesse finish at the rim. Mm -hmm. There's nothing better. Uh, John Morant right now, that little runner in the lane in the key where he's just getting anywhere he wants in the key. And that little floater that he's putting up mm -hmm. is beautiful and it's money every time. So yeah. very consistent, um, very consistent. So we had to talk about a situation that turned ugly during the playoffs. This is concerning Kyrie Irving. Um, you know, he basically was exiting the building of a game that the Nets had won. And as you probably know, a lot of fans in Boston are not really happy or haven't been happy with Kyrie ever since he left. But, I mean, some of this stuff, man, you just kind of look and go, okay, you know, guys, you know, I understand you paid your ticket. And, you know, I understand that you, you feel, you know, that you have the right to, you know, if you want to shout, cattle call, whatever. That's fine. But, dude, throwing things at players, I mean, come on, man. This, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. And, and it's, the interesting thing is they showed the guy being arrested right there inside the – inside, in which which he deserved to be arrested. Okay? Good. Yeah, absolutely. You should be arrested. Um, I'm all for heckling. I love heckling. Like, I absolutely yeah. love it. And I think ticket, there's – Yeah, your, your ticket purchase says you can't heckle. That gives you the right to heckle. But what I'm not okay with is is being um, is crossing the line and being inappropriate yeah. for two reasons. Number one, like to like be inappropriate with someone and, and be personal, like to just like really like, you know, personally try to attack someone. Yeah. Like you wouldn't do that on the street. So what makes you think just yeah. because you pay a ticket, you can do that just because you're at a basketball game. Number one, you can't. So like, like some of the attacks, like the personal attacks, mm -hmm. I'm not cool with. Um, and number two, or the personal inappropriate tax and number two, I'm not cool with it because there's kids around. Right. Like, and these kids are listening and, and, you know, they don't need to, they, they hear enough. Like they don't need to hear some of that garbage, right. uh, that goes on at the game. Now, if it's just good, fun, heckling and razzing, mm -hmm. absolutely, man, the kids and kids need to see that, like that these players can still perform under pressure where they're being heckled or, you know, waving their hands or dancing in front of them, whatever it is. Yeah. But there's a line and, um, and we we're seeing that line crossed uh, in the NBA. Uh, there was just a game tonight where some of the fans rushed the court. Like I get it. We're excited. Basketball's back and we're excited to be back in the stadium and we're excited to see the games and, and, you know, it, it's really emotional right now, you know, because it's been a year that we've been able to experience playoff basketball or hockey or baseball or whatever. But um, like 
be an adult, you know? Yeah, it's like, a good person. You know, this is the other thing, your point, what you said, you said that basically, you know, kids are watching. And I think that's something that these guys have got to understand. It's like, even though you 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 decide to do something like that, which I don't care, your decision is stupid. I'm sorry, that, that is just a poor choice, okay, of a decision. It really is, you know? And my whole deal is this, you know, these guys, they're not animals. Okay, they're human beings, dude. And, and guess what? They got a life outside of basketball, okay? And to your point of what you said, it's like, really? It's like if Kyrie Irving was on the street, that dude wouldn't have walked up to Kyrie Irving challenge. If Kyrie Kurt would have handled that dude, okay? And 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 so, and, and it's not just him. There, there's been some other reports of other players that have had to deal with people throwing stuff and, you know, that sort of thing. And I think it was Devin Booker got spit on. Yeah. Um, at the yeah. Knicks, or not Devin Booker. It was uh, the Knicks game. Uh, at the Knicks game, someone got spit on. Yeah, somebody got spit on. I can't remember who it was, but but it's but just there's no need for that. Like, hey, heckle the crap out of him. Like, call him a loser. Tell him he airballed the shot. Tell him he's garbage. That he's you know whatever you want to say. Like, use all that. But like, don't go like, yo, you're you know you're a terrible father. You know, you're a deadbeat dad, or you yeah. know you're a terrible husband. Like. That's like, cause you wouldn't say that on the street guaranteed. No, so what makes you think it's okay just because there's a thousand other people around you that you think got your back. Yeah. Like, it's not like that, bro. It's not like that. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, most of those people, they don't have your back. They no. look, they look at you going, dude, really? You've been a jerk the whole game and they yeah. know it. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I, I, I tell you something. It's, it's, it's easy to get caught up though in the emotion. Yeah. It is. I mean, I understand. Cause if you're in the stands, and the crowd's all doing one thing, and, and you're, you're enjoying the game, you know, it just a matter of time before you start doing it. You right. know what I mean? It's like, you know, then you got to catch yourself and go, oh, wait a minute. I don't think I want to do that. Okay. So, so, especially if as a fan and you get that player's attention and you know that you've gotten under their skin, mm-hmm. like, it's ga- like it's game on. Can you imagine like heckling LeBron and knowing that you're getting under his skin somehow? Yeah. You're going to go full force. You know what I mean? As a they Warriors did that. They did that at a game when the Warriors were playing the Lakers. And apparently it, it got pretty dicey because what had happened was Scuttlebutt had got out that one of the guards from Cleveland, I can't think of his name now. He, matter of fact, he was in the news because he was homeless and he had a mental, he had a mental thing going on. And I believe it was uh, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks that had reached out to him to try to help him readjust. Oh, Delonte West. Delonte uh, West. Delonte West, yes. Delonte West, uh, yeah. And so it got out that, Okay, you ready for this? Apparently, Devontae West with LeBron James' mom. <laughs> you know what? I heard that rumor. Actually, that rumor when it first came out because there was like a fight in the locker room, supposedly. Yeah, but it wasn't a rumor though because apparently she was the aggressor. So, well, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, the whole situation's pretty grimy, right? Like, yeah, the whole yeah. situation, <laughs> there's a lot going on. And, it's and, like, dude. You know, and like I wouldn't be at side at side court and been like, "Yo, LeBron, Delonte West slept with your mom." Like, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Like, that wouldn't be how I would heckle. But I dude, would... when we were at the game, there were people that did that. I'm sure there are. They I'm yelled, sure they yelled out, "Is hey, LeBron, how your mom and Delonte?" I'm like, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I'm sure." But see, and that's and like, okay, to me, 
like for me personally, that's too far for me. Yeah. Yeah, like, I would never far. heckle something like that. It, no, it, the word now, I may heckle like, yo, LeBron, how's your mom? Like, yeah. like, or um, your mama joke, you know, like, but I like, think something, at that point, I probably wouldn't even have done that, man, because, because it, it's still, you're still, in other words, he's thinking that. You yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Um, I think when, when we, when we look at, you know, the NBA, we look at NBA players, you know, we got to look at the fact that there, there are players that have, you know, come out and talked about personal issues that they've had to deal with. Uh, one in particular is mental health. Yeah. And I Paul think George, Paul George came out big time about it last year, talking yeah. about yeah. mental health and being in the bubble and all that. Like, so yeah. that's how, and you know what? I would never go at Paul George over mental health. Like I yeah. wouldn't heckle him over it. Like no, I wouldn't no. do it. No, it's just wrong. But but still, what you have to consider though is even when you heckle somebody, you, you still got to consider what it's doing to the person's psyche. I mean, they're trying to focus on playing the game. Right. And then somebody shouts out some obscenity or something, and now all of a sudden, guess what? That person can't focus on what they're doing. And if if, it's, if they're on the opposing team, we're loving it because we're like, okay, we want to see this guy fail because he's going to beat our team. <laughs> okay. But, but the reality of it is, it's still very mean. And, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, even though your ticket does give you the right to heckle the person, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think we should keep the heckling clean, you know, and, and, and composed because really at the end of the day, like you said, it's important to be an adult, man. You know, handle yourself respectively. You don't want to be, you know, this person that now all of a sudden they're having to cart you out, out of the stadium because you said something that was so inappropriate that it caused, a, you know, a reaction you know, from the, from the players or even from the team for that matter. I think one of the biggest things that happened in my time that I remember watching was with uh, Captain Jack, man, when he was playing for the Pacers. Jack uh, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Palace in the Palace. Yeah, and what happened was, I guess some some guy, a couple of people, threw some stuff while, while Captain Jack was laying on the scorer's table, okay? That was, it was Ron Artest on the scorer's table, no, it was, no it was Captain Jack, but what happened was they ran into the crowd and Stack Jack was up there and they yeah. were throwing blows. Jermaine O'Neill, Stack yeah, Jermaine Jack. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, that was, that was about was 15 man. rows deep yeah. throwing haymakers with fans. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And you know what? Both parties were at fault. Like, yeah. the guy, the fans were wrong and then the reaction was wrong. Like, the reaction was wrong, yeah. But but it's just it's just I don't know about you, man, but I don't want to be on the receiving end of haymakers from Jermaine O'Neal. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want it like, and that's the thing. Like you would not do this on the streets. If right. you saw those dudes on the streets from across the street, mm -hmm. you wouldn't yell some of those things. No, no. Because you know I mean really now, if I saw like LeBron on the other side of the street, I may say, Hey LeBron, you suck, right? Like because I'm not a LeBron fan and he beats my team. And he would probably know that. Like I don't think he sucks as a person. No, but he would probably just turn around and go, Yeah, team. yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But know. I wouldn't be like, yo, LeBron, like and say something inappropriate on the street because yeah. yeah. like I'm not stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Like those dudes are seven foot tall. Yeah, like, six foot seven, and he's like two hundred and thirty pounds, something like that. A body mass. Stand something. a chance, bro. I would just yeah. hang on to his ankles like a little kid. <laughs> okay, so I, it's funny because it made me think about the story that came out last week. They were talking about Kwame Brown, how him and his brother—they were, I guess, they were at a club or whatever—and I forgot who was who was the one to say it, but apparently when they were at the club. 
You know, and you got to understand, Kwame, Kwame Brown's a seven footer. That, that's a big boy. All right. Okay. You yeah. know, he's, he's a beast of a man. But apparently, it took 20 uh, uh, bodyguards to get them out, out of the club. I love it, man. I love it. Like, exactly. Like, I'm not messing with those guys. Like, I'm not messing with them at the stadium. I'm not right. messing with them on the streets. Right. I'm not messing with them in Santana Row. Right. Nothing. Like, you see the Niners out there. I'm not. Yeah. You like, don't, like, if you're a Cowboy well, fan, I mean, you better not be talking smack, dude. Like, I'm telling you, I, I, I'm telling you now, you know, we've had Patrick Willis on, on the on the, on the the show. Okay. Yes, sir. And I know Patrick Willis pretty, pretty close. Um, I've talked to him several different times. And I'm standing next to Patrick. He's a little taller than me, but as far as body mass, he's got a little more body mass than me. But and he's he's still a bigger guy. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I'm just like, okay, look, it, it's true, you know that that when I look at Patrick, I think, okay, yeah, this is a big, he's, he's well put together. I don't, I don't think I'd like to try that. Okay, look, okay, that can well be painted. together. Well put together. My wife was watching the Instagram story of him getting ready to go out for the night, and he was dancing to music with his shirt off. That dude's got muscles on muscles. His <laughs> muscles will choke me out before he even gets his hands yeah. on me. He is ripped, bro. Yeah, he like, is. I, 0%, but I don't know what the percent of body fat, but it's nothing. P. Willie, whatever you're doing, dog, it is beautiful. Yeah. Like, you yeah. are chiseled, he, homie. He came, he came to the door when I knocked on the door. He came to the door with no shirt. And I was like, I was like, dang, dude. You're not going to mess with that man on the no, show. No, no, absolutely not. How tall he is. Dude, like, you know how much that man can hurt a guy? He can put a guy in seriously intensive care unit. It'd be all bad, okay? I, I see him working out. Like, it, it wouldn't take much. Like, if he got his hands on you, you're in trouble. Yeah, you're in trouble. serious trouble. Serious trouble. I've seen workout videos, man. He's moving plates like they're nothing. Right. <laughs> So I wonder, I want to bring up something regarding the Niners. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because um, we do know that, you know, Frank Gore is coming to the end of his career. Okay. And we know everything that Frank Gore has done for the Niner organization. Okay. He has, first of all, he, right now, he's, I believe he's, he's on his way to do a career best of 16,000. 16,000 yards running. Crazy, man. It's crazy. Not to mention, what if you look at running backs today, they don't last that long, okay? And he's, he's still playing. As a matter of fact, he's the only running back to play his career in the NFL at the same time as his son is playing in the, in the NFL. Yo, that's, that's crazy. And and I know LeBron's shooting for that too. Like, I think that's so awesome, man. Like that is is, awesome. that's the dopest thing like you could ask for. Right. But I think your son at the highest level. Right. But I think what, what it's also saying, cause they were talking about this, how a lot of, a lot of players that are in competitive sports, how, even though most individuals will probably not last as long, Excuse me, but they're finding a lot of players that are actually working to beat Father Time. Okay, you think of, of course, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, he's done yeah, it. Tom Brady, yeah, he's twelve. Check yeah, out TV yeah. twelve. That's what it'll tell you. Yeah, That's what yeah. he did it. Tom Brady, LeBron's got to be what pushing what 35, 36? Yeah. Okay, and then and then we just talked about Frank Gore and personally myself, I believe the Niners should sign Frank Gore for a one day contract or a week contract just so he can retire as a Niner. 
Um, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Right. There's some guys in the league that have some mileage on them. And they're still playing. Um, And they're still playing. Drew Brees, who just retired. Just retired. Very, very long career. Yeah. Um, yeah, you are seeing, I mean, that's, that's the kind of cool thing about sports is you're, you're seeing the evolution of it, right? Like we're seeing the evolution of it in baseball with all the analytics and all that, the stats and the numbers and this and that. And you see the evolution of football dudes are bigger, faster, stronger. Like they're, they're everything more than they were 10, 20 years ago. Um, and they're, they're, they're eating, like eating has become a science. Their diet has become a science. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, they're, they're treating food like fuel for a a high performance machine. And that's what their bodies are. And, and it's really cool to see the payoff for some of these guys. Well, we just talked about, you know, athletes beating father time. I mean, another prime, uh, suspect is Steph Curry himself. There you go. So he's got get a contract extension at how old? 35? Yeah. I mean, and he's still, he still got the scoring title this year. He was still handling foods. It wasn't, in other words, and by the way, Steph Curry was playing with, with, a, hairline flat, with a hairline flash in his tailbone. Broken he, booty. What's that? A broken booty. Have you played Pretty with much a, broken a broken booty? There you go. But the thing is, his opponents. They were having problems trying to trying to handle him, man. He was still okay. He was he oh, yeah, huh? You know what I'm saying? It didn't matter. It did it, not matter. It didn't matter. It's like it's like and, and the thing you got to ask yourself if you're an opponent, how embarrassing is that? It's like you go back and you sit on the bench and then and then and then and then the playoffs start. He's he's no longer playing, but to everybody he hit the shot on. They're thinking about the thinking. Dang, dude, this guy had a hairline, hairline factor in his behind, and he was still putting it on us. <laughs> I don't know about you, but at the at the age that he is, at the age that he is, and he's about to get another contract and make a gajillion dollars. And yeah, and, and and the thing is, to yourself, you're thinking while you're sitting on that bench, you're thinking, I just got embarrassed. I just got embarrassed by Steph Curry. I just. I just got, I mean, I mean, he was hurt and I got embarrassed. Okay. But you know what? And, and they, and they talked to his trainer a lot and, and the work that Steph Curry per, puts in to be that best player that he is mm-hmm. like, he's got it down to a science, his workout regimen, his, you know, his eating cycles, his, right. you know, food routine, all that, like he's got it dialed in. And like, it's such a beautiful thing to watch when it all comes together. Wow. Wow. Just, just amazing. Just amazing. So I'm trying to think of the fact that we have the NHL playoffs going on. Unfortunately, Jumbo Joe was knocked out today. The Toronto uh, Maple Leafs got knocked out by, I believe, the Montreal Canadiens, which means that uh, our beloved Joe Thornton, number 97 for Toronto, number 19 in our hearts for the San Jose Sharks. But he uh, he they, he got knocked. They got bounced from the playoffs. So uh, we'll see oh. if he's got any more left in him for another run next year. But they had a solid team. Uh, it's unfortunate they lost today. Yeah, I, I think the, the Maple Leafs, and maybe I'm wrong, but they just seem like a team that they're almost like the Sharks almost, man. You know what I mean? It's like they, they, they put together great players. They also have every year they have a great campaign. They're competitive. But then when it gets to the playoffs, it's like, you know, then it becomes more difficult for them. But 
I just think about what, you know, was said by Steve Kerr, and I know I'm changing again, that he was very happy with the way, you know, the end of the season actually panned out, okay? And the reason why he was very happy with it was because when they looked at everything that had happened through the season, they could actually say that, you know what, we actually had a better season than we probably thought we would. He said, and one of the reasons why, he said, Steph, Steph actually played brilliantly. Um, but then he also talked about the development of Jordan Poole, uh, uh, JTA, Juan Toscano Anderson, how he was able to contribute. And then Draymond actually had a really, really good season himself. Um, down the stretch, um, it looked like maybe, you know, the, the main guys maybe were a little, a little more affected because of their age. Um, and also the fact that Steph did have the injury. Well, maybe not. I don't. I don't know if it was necessarily the age or the injury. I think it was. You know, the last three or four weeks of the season, they were running an eight-man rotation, so they only had five substitutes or three substitutes. I'm sorry, um, for the remainder of the year. So I, you know, I think I think it was just they're tired, man. Like yeah. they had been busting their butt for the last month to get to where they were, and they just ran out of steam. And that and that happens. That's unfortunate, yeah. but it happens when you have an eight-man rotation. Yeah, yeah. And so that was something that Kerr brought up. You know, he brought that up and he talked about the eight-man rotation that they had. And he also brought the fact that when he looks at next season, you know, there's, there's, you know, a lot of excitement in what the season could bring because you have Clay coming back. You have a more developed Wiseman. You have, of course, Steph, Dre. Um, You'll probably have, you know, Damian Lewis out of out of COVID protocol. Don't forget and Andrew Wiggins. And Andrew Wiggins. Don't forget. You. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins is coming back, baby. All right. That's right. They do have Wiggins. And so you look at all of those pieces and you look at again Jordan Poole and Juan Scott Anderson. And I don't know if they're going to re-sign Mulder, but I mean, if they do, Pascal will be healthy. I mean. You're looking to decide on Uber. They may re-sign Uber. They may, may sign. They may sign and trade Uber. They may let him walk and then get nothing for him. So we, you know, yeah, it's it, know it's a wide happens. open. It's a wide open season. We have to wait and see how it pans out. But it does mean though, they have right now the architecture for next season, which is going to be very different than what they did this season. And so, there is excitement in the air. I can't wait. I'm a Warriors fan. Okay, look. Okay, strength in numbers, baby. That's it. So, anyway, we got to go because we've extinguished our 30 minutes. And it was fun, as it always is. Yes, sir. Um, I am Richard DeRazor Ewing. He's Matt None the Wiser Wise. And this is Game Face. You can come in, put your feet up. You can even sit down and have a drink. But if you do, you better have your Game Face on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.